right, Daryl Ryder joining us coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on what he expects to see from Deshaun tomorrow if Deshaun goes. Now, as we always do, let's get to the fan focus. All right, leading us off, it's going to be Nick and Dustin on the backup quarterback situation approaching a big day tomorrow with Deshaun. You don't think in his mind, after getting you know bum-rushed the last week and then this week will be the exact same thing, that it's not going to be a difficult spot for him to, to bounce back from that? It's not ideal. No. But the point is, if... if like, no, the Browns screwed the, Brown, the, Brown screw the pooch. We agree. We're, we're in a complete agreement about this. And I will say... If if you're worried about this lingering on beyond the next two games, there better there better be a veteran on the way ASAP. You got to get one now, dude. Well, no, because they they had they should have gotten one two weeks ago. But, okay, but, but agree. Y- guess what? Time's ticking. Yes, but if this thing lingers and all of a sudden Deshaun can't play against Seattle, honestly, to me it's fireable. And I hate to go, I hate to jump to that card this early. But if you've if you if we're juggling DTR and PJ Walker into the Seattle game. It is on somebody's ass. I'm not talking the ball boy. I'm not talking Swagger Jr. or Swagger the Third or S4, whatever we're calling the new generations of Swagger. I'm talking about key decision makers because you will have allowed this thing yeah, to, and, to, get, to go sideways and, on you. And I didn't like Steve Weiss's point. I didn't want to like go back and forth with him. But he's like, well, the Jets had a quarterback issue, and they didn't. They, they still had Zach Wilson there, who was, you know, the top a top two pick in the draft, who'd played. It's not like. If the Jets were in the same situation and had DTR as their backup quarterback, you bet your ass they'd be getting somebody else. I mean, they they had a much – I know Zach Wilson had started the two previous years, but they had a guy who was just as bad as, as, as DTR. Like, Zach Wilson was an abomination his first two years. And, and honestly, they took flag for it, and rightfully so, but now it actually seems to be working. What is it, four? So you, you would rather have DTR it? than Zach Wilson? Uh, that's, a, uh, that's a push to me. Like, are we talking about if everything's being equal, the contract's equal, everything's equal? I'm saying this situation right now. Oh, yeah. I'd rather Zach Wilson. Okay. But but that's because of what I've seen the last. If you said, would I rather Zach Wilson or DTR after the Rodgers injury, I probably would have said it's a push. Yeah, and I also, I've also seen Zach Wilson make plays in this league. I've not seen DTR make plays in this league. I mean, it's Zach Wilson. I don't even think Zach Wilson is very good, but it's Zach Wilson. That's obvious to me. Uh, the... The point I like from Nick there is that people have to be held accountable. I agree with that. I can't hold them accountable for injuries, but I can hold them accountable for how they went through with this and their lack of preparedness in case there were injuries. you got to have plans. How they had no plan here. Seemingly no plan. Honestly, I think their plan was that you would go with Nick Chubb, and then Nick Chubb got injured. I think that ruined their plan A. And then they didn't really have much of a plan B because plan B was DTR, and we saw how that all worked out last week. In two of the most crucial games of the early part of the season, Ravens bye week and then the 49ers, this is the situation we find ourselves in? Unreal. Midday show, it's Baskin and it's Phelps, and they play the Wheel of Regrets. Baskin and Phelps present the Wheel of Regret. You think Kyle Shanahan would have become Kyle Shanahan had he stayed here as offensive coordinator? I don't know. Yeah, see, there you go. Well, Whitner said yesterday, as I was listening to that interview on the afternoon show, that Dante said that if they would have just given him the players that he wanted, this, we, we would be where they are. Well, we might have been San Francisco 
if he would have been there. I, I, but I wonder if he would have had to have been the head coach. That's the, the whole point. You ever gone back and looked at that like 2013 Washington football team, the Redskins, and uh, and see like see where they were with that coaching staff? It had it had McVay, it had uh, it had all sorts of different guys, right? It was basically a, a four was there, I think. What was it? Was it McVay before Shanahan? There was a couple more I'm missing McDaniel. as well. McDaniel. McDaniel's were there as well. That's right. Like that, it had everyone. It had basically everyone we think is a young, innovative, awesome head coach right now. And they were all there on that 2013 staff. And the reality is, is that none of them coach for Washington right now. So I, I don't care how many guys we had at the Browns at one point. None of them are, would be coaching for the Browns. Wouldn't be a thing. Shanahan would have became the OC if they had done what they wanted him to do. And then ultimately he would have gone from being an awesome OC to being a head coach somewhere else. And instead of maybe having the pit stop in Atlanta where he went and uh, took him to the Super Bowl and won Matt Ryan his only MVP of his career, maybe he would have just bypassed all that and ended up in the 49ers sooner or another team sooner. Like, that's that's all that would have happened. We would not have benefited from it one, one little bit. We stay with the Midday Show. Phelps talks about Ryan Day. I just don't like how entitled some Ohio State fans feel. Like, guess what? They're going to make mistakes. Guess what? Ryan Day is not Urban Meyer. I, man, I was watching the crowd go crazy for Urban Meyer. I think he's a better coach than Urban Meyer. I, I think Ryan. And I think that's ridiculous to say because Urban has the track record. Yes. But I think Ryan Day's outstanding. I, I think he's a better coach for Ohio State right now. At least he acknowledges that it's ridiculous. There's no way Urban Meyer isn't better than Ryan Day. People with the last name Day don't believe that Ryan Day is better than Urban Meyer. What are we talking about? That that first half was a something, wasn't it? That first half, I understand why a lot of Ohio State people are upset. Hey, they still covered. They still covered. But Tua's little brother was putting on a show in the first half. Scary game for Ohio State. I think there's a lot of people that left that game and then also have seen what happened to Notre Dame since that Notre Dame game. And I think a lot of people are like, ooh. I don't know. Time will tell. You get your opportunity against Penn State. Obviously, you'll take on Michigan as well, but getting to Penn State first. I don't know. I'm worried about the Buckeyes. I really am. All right, next up, Dustin tries out a new impression. Haven't been on Watson Watch since uh, they were in the mix for trading him. I kind of like this. Trading for him. Trading for him. Thank you. Watson Watch. Can we get Paul Turner to just every time we have some sort of melodrama with Deshaun Watson, with an injury, or Kevin Stefanski asking him to throw from, you know, a bunched-up offense. We just have uh, Paul Turner just, it's time for Watson Watch. Okay, I, you have it better than that. Because like I was the, not The good. guy from, like, SportsCenter is like, it's time for Watson Watch. Brought to you by Geico. I can't tell if that's good or not. I thought it was decent. No, I mean, I thought it would like, I, I think it was good, but then I was trying You're to think of the guy. Center. There, there's just an edge in your voice that it, is it, is it not, it's not good? It, it, I don't know. I don't feel like it's bad. I, I, no, I don't think it's bad, but I don't know it's good. Was the mistake letting Josh Dobbs go and then not bringing in another veteran that might have given you a chance? I think the, honestly, I think the real missed opportunity is you knew Deshaun was banged up. You probably knew it was a, uh, shoulder, or sorry, a right, uh, the, the rotator RTCC. cuff, the RTCC, as everybody calls it now yeah. because of you. And you knew it was that. You probably knew it could linger. You probably should have brought in a, a veteran then. So, we're going to do Andrew Barry's job for him. 
And we can't undo, we can't get into DeLorean. Dusty! We gotta go back and get the Bronzo veteran quarterback! Marty! But. What do we call this segment? Which one? This segment we're doing now? This little thing we're doing? This little ditty? It's the name game. The name game! Brought to you by. See, that sounds cleaner. That sounds cleaner. The first one you're doing were almost like a little bit of a a horror infusion. I had to get into my my rhythm, bro. The name game. Ooh. Ooh. It's the name game. (laughs) I actually like the first version better than the second version. The Back to the Future Monty thing cracked me up, but I thought the first version was the better version. JP, can you do the This Is Sports Center voice? No, because you see how you see how Nick did it, where he went he went deeper. That's not that's not how the This Is Sports Center guy goes. He doesn't like how Dustin does, where it's almost it's almost like brought more, to you by yeah, it's it's like a more high pitched thing, and you can't even replicate it if you wanted to. I don't think and Dustin comes really close though. I think comes really close to it. But you got to get like really, it's almost like nasally and gnarly a little bit. And then you, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's unique. That's why you get to be the sports center guy though. Cause it is, it's unique enough. That was a good impression. But yeah, you can't go deep. Nick, Nick went way, he went way too deep there. It's not, it's not the true spirit of it. It sounded good, but it's not the true spirit of it all. I think Dustin's onto it. Dustin did it for me yesterday in between one of the breaks. And I told him he should roll with it, and I'm worried that because I told him that, that's why he rolled with it today. Uh, so I want to encourage him. I want to encourage him to continue going after it. After he retired the Gruden impression, I've needed him to replace it with something, something that could really get me. That one got me. All right, next up, it's Garrett and Spencer in the morning. Ken and Anthony with the day off today as the two of them discussed the Lions and the Browns and similarities. As you're getting ready for the show here, you were looking up at the TVs here in studio, and they keep showing this uh, Lions double reverse flea flicker that they ran over the weekend and uh, and the win that they had. And you, you were watching this play, and you said straight up to me, man, the Detroit Lions are what we once were. Yeah, man. Just upward, upward, upward mobile uh, uh you know, guy moving through the ranks as a head coach. You know, a lot of excitement around him. You know, they got a quarterback that just, you know, you know, has has done some things, but he, he's playing much better than he than, than over what a lot of people thought he would in Jared Goff. Just reminds me of a you know, a little bit of how people saw Baker. Their running game is is nice. Offensive line is what our offensive line used to be a couple years ago. Sewell's nice up front. You got a young up and coming monster defensive end in Hutchinson. They play hard. Uh, Amon Rod, say Brown, he looks like a young Jarvis Landry. Yeah. And when you see him play, they just, they look like the 2020 Browns. And I'm like, but I remember when we used to be that. Here's what I said about the Lions in the beginning part of the year. I thought the parallels were there. I wasn't relating them to the 2020 version of the Browns, I was relating them to this season's version of the Browns. They opened up week one. They took on the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs. We opened up week one. We took on the Bengals. We beat the Bengals. And in each parallel, I had said, Brown should expect to beat the Bengals. I would imagine Lions fans were saying the same thing in Detroit, that they should beat the Chiefs, even if they weren't the favorite in that game. They came out and did it. Jared Goff has been counted out, and he looks like a real player. There's a lot about that Detroit team that I really do think Dan Campbell, you want to throw him in the mix as well, I think mirrors 
what the expectations for the Browns should have been this year. But now we have to take a little bit of a step back. The Nick Chubb injury, now dealing with the Deshaun Watson injury, I think we take a little bit of a step back. Whereas if you're a Detroit fan, you're laughing like a hyena at the people that suggested that you should go ahead and try to trade for Lamar Jackson instead of Jared Goff because the Ken Dahl looks like he's dealing right now. He looks very, very impressive. And it looks like the Lions have themselves a real one where a year ago people were, whether you believe it or not, they were calling for Campbell's head. They were. I listened to Detroit Sports Talk Radio. They were calling for his head a year ago. He got it turned around awfully quick, and then I, I had them dealing in the back part of last year, and then golf obviously had everything from about week eight on last season, and they put together themselves a pretty good, pretty good early part of this season as well, and that is the fan focus. Hey guys, when one of the top teams in the league is coming to town, make sure you get the national perspective Friday night at 7 with kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valeni. Listen on the Odyssey app presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. Daryl Ryder, our Browns insider, will join us next right here on The Fan.